I've never seen God. I've never heard his voice. But when I read the Bible, I hear his voice because he speaks to me. He convicts me. He comforts me. He comes to that place where he not only assures me of my salvation, but that one day I will be in his presence. Because of what he did, not what I did, but what he did. He died on the cross for our sins. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're in the middle of an exciting series on the life of Noah, an Old Testament believer who walked faithfully with God in a society that was overrun with wickedness. Today, Roll will explore how Noah set himself apart from such a sinful world to spend more than 100 years obediently building an ark. As you follow along today, you'll see how this decades-long project testified of Noah's hope and trust in God's promises and power. Here's Raul Reese to begin our study in Genesis chapter 6. We're going to share concerning Noah. Noah. 120 years God spoke to him and said, you know what? 120 years and the end will come. I want you to build me a boat. And imagine how many people at that particular time perished. Whole world that nobody really wanted to be saved or come to know the Lord. Women, children, they all perished. Only eight people survived the flood. Eight people. And you see that Noah did not look to get recognition on himself. But he wanted to do God's perfect will for his life. The patience and the grace of God given to his people. Some of you have never really committed your life fully complete to the Lord. Because you still live in the world. In the world. Doing the things of the world. Nothing wrong with living in the world. But remember, you're supposed to be salt and light. That's what Enoch was. That's what Noah was. That's what Abraham, Isaac, Jacob were. When they came to know God, they came to know God. They were never the same. And I think that in this generation, we need people like that. People that are fully committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The ark that he was building was 550 feet long. And then 86 feet wide. And 51 feet high. So it was a pretty big ship. Where God would take and put a door in a window. It says this in chapter 8. And the Lord shut him in. He didn't shut the door. God shut the door. And what's that door? The door of grace. No more grace. 120 years and then the end comes. Then the judgment of God came. God has given us 1900 years. And the door is just about to shut. According to Paul the Apostle, he tells us there's a day coming, what we call the rapture of the church, or the great harpostle in the Greek. A disappearance of the church, the real church. Jesus will come to the clouds. There'll be a trumpet sounding. We'll be cut up in the air to be with the Lord. We'll go to the supper of the Lamb. And then at seven years after, we'll come back with Christ. But during the rapture of the church, 
all of a sudden, the last seven years of world history will begin. The Antichrist will rule. And what's amazing about that is that as God takes his church home, there'll be people like your loved ones, friends, whoever it is, if he comes in this generation, they will be left behind. But the message will be remembered by them. Because they will know that you were speaking the truth. You're gone. You're not here. And when you're gone, they're going to come to know Christ. But there's one problem they have to face. They have to be hit. Their heads have to come off. That's what the Bible says. The rest of the world will be here for seven years. And the Antichrist, the devil has raised up the Antichrist. And what he does, he says, you can't eat, you can't work, you can't do nothing in this world unless you take my mark. Six, 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 six. On your right hand or your forehead. But once you take the mark of the beast, you're doomed. At the second coming of Christ, he'll beat the sheep. He'll gather his sheep and his goats. And the goats will be cast into the lake of fire. That's why it's important for people today to understand who you are. These characters are giving to us because God wanted us to know what they did. For example, Noah, this great man of God. He was a son of Lamech. He was chosen by God according to his will. You were chosen to God according to his will. If God chose you, what are you doing about it? Are you surrendering to him? Are you giving him 100% your life? Do you want to be used by Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, using your life to bring glory and honor to himself? And then his name meant comfort or rest. Resting in the Lord, comforting in the Lord. And no one lives in a world of corruption, wickedness. Everywhere you look, there's no repentance. They don't really care. And God said to Noah, no, I'm going to do something. I'm going to give you 120 years. And then the end will come. And what I want you to do, I want you to build me a ship. Where I can take the animals, I can take you, your wife, and your kids into the ark. And then I'm going to shut the door. And then the world will perish. And we'll start a whole new generation. And it happened. It happened just exactly how the Bible says it. And when you think of Noah living in this world, a life of corruption, a life of wickedness, and then no repentance in the world, when you build this ship, when the actual door of grace is shut, they're going to be hanging on, they're going to be screaming, they're going to be calling out to me, but it's too late. Too late. Millions, millions perish. Only eight people survived. Only eight people. Imagine, people didn't believe it, but it happened. And this time it will continue to happen when the Lord comes. The people that have been carnal, you really don't live by Christ's standards, and then you make people stumble, God will hold you responsible. You made a commitment. A commitment to follow Christ. A commitment to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. A commitment to teach your children, to be an example to your children, to be an example to your neighbors, to be an example to those that you work with. 
And when they see the real Christ in your life, they're going to be convicted and they're going to come to know Christ or they'll reject Christ. But you have nothing to do with it. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's why he says in a moment, he says in chapter here, 6 verse 3, he says, my spirit shall not strive with man all my life. He says, 120 years and the end comes. Let's look at verse 1. See what he says. The great wickedness, we want to look at verse 1 and 2. And now it came to pass when men began to multiply. So here is a population explosion. And here is not trying to lead them into a spiritual place, but it's a spiritual decay. Shamelessness. Depravity. Social dilemma. Strong delusions. And it says that as they were not only multiplying in the face of the whole earth, these daughters were born to them. And you'll see in a moment to who? To them. Verse 2. And that the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Who are the sons of God? Demons. Fallen angels. Where it says in the book of Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to the end, where Satan and one third of the angels were cast out of heaven and they fell back into the earth. They became demons. He says, and the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful. Beautiful. Notice that. Look into the human race. And then he says this, and they took wives for themselves and all whom they chose. They chose whoever they wanted to. Demonic angels. Notice, and this is true, they had sexual relationship with the women. And the babies that were born, they were half demons and half humans. Nephthalims, the Bible says. Look at verse 3. God's final warning here. Now, if you want to read about the devil, read Ezekiel 28. In Isaiah chapter 14, you get the whole picture. When Satan was in the heavens, in the presence, and the throne of God, Michael, Gabriel, and Satan. And Satan was kicked out of heaven. Because of what he did, he was lifted up in pride, the Bible says. And he said, I will be like God. I will ascend above the stars of heaven. Speaking of the angels, I will be in charge. And God kicked him out. And one day he's going to be judged. Big time. Soon. And he says again in verse 3. Here it is. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with men forever. There it is. Forever. He says this is not going to go forever. Speaking to that culture at that time. The Lord said 120 years. And then he says this. Look. He says for he is indeed flesh. We're body, soul, and spirit. When we come to Christ, we make a flip over. Now we're spirit, soul, and the flesh is dead. Read Romans 5, 6, and 7. He says, For the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men. Indeed, he is flesh. Yet his day shall be 120 years. That's it. When you look at Abraham's life, he only lived 175 years. Isaac lived 180 years. And then Jacob lived 147 years. So there's a shortening because of sin in people's lives. Cancer kills people. How do you know you're going to last forever and ever in that culture, in that city, and in that place where you're living? When God says, I'll cut you off. 
That's why you have to be ready. You don't know how long you're going to live, but when you die, are you going to be surprised? Or do you know where you're going and do you have peace in your life? That is really important. Very important. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For more resources to equip you on your spiritual walk, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Now, you can also purchase this entire study of Noah's life on a convenient flash drive. We'll tell you more about that in just a few moments. But first, let's rejoin Rawl to conclude today's lesson, Noah the Shipbuilder. We see here in verse 2 again that the sons of God saw the daughters of men and they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves and all whom they chose. The appearance, they were beautiful. Notice they were beautiful women. And then we see verse 3 again. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be a 120 years. Verse 4. And then there were giants, it's Nephtalims, called in the Hebrew. Nephtalim means fallen ones, speaking of demons falling to the earth and cohabitating with these women and having children. And also afterwards, when the sons of God, here again, the angels, the demons, came into the daughters of men sexually, and they bore children to them. Those were mighty men who were of all men renowned. The word here, renowned, it means men of violence, but it also means this. The same word that is used in chapter 10, verse 8, to describe Nimrod. Nimrod was a hunter of men. He goes on, verse 5. And then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only to do evil. Who's that man? No hesitation to sin. We see here every intent. It means every forming comes from the verb describing a potter in the act of forming and molding a vessel. Verse 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. When we sin, who do we grieve? The Holy Spirit of God. We grieve God. When you sin. You see, God doesn't sleep. God is not deaf. God sees all the time. You may think you're hiding from God, but you're not hiding from God. He sees it all. He hears it all. And He gives you every day that opportunity to come to Him and to stop sinning and ask for forgiveness. Repent and ask for forgiveness. But if you're going to go back and forth, listen, you're wasting your time. Because the Bible says that when you come to Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things become brand new. Your speech becomes brand new. The way you walk becomes brand new. The way you talk to people, brand new. That's what he says. Everything becomes brand new. And every one of us have become what? Brand new. Unless you continue to sin. What keeps you from being brand new? The grace of God. The mercy of God. And it says here again, verse 6, he says, The Lord was sorry. God's heart was broken in pain. Had made men on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart because he loved men so much. Just like today, he loves you and he loves people. 120 years, 1900 years to the present time. And people still hate Jesus. 
And people still don't live for Jesus. And people still disobey Jesus. But judgment is coming. Verse 7. So the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created. I created them. I'm going to destroy them. And the beast, the creeping things, the birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. Notice what he says. I am sorry that I ever created them. I created them to worship me. Adam and Eve, what do they do? They got kicked out of the garden because what? They spoke to the devil. The devil deceived them and they were kicked out of the garden because they ate of the fruit they were not supposed to eat from the tree of life. So sad. We have the examples right here if you read your Bible. And when you read your Bible, you go, wow, Lord. As you're reading, you go, wow, Lord, this is what you did. This is what you say. And conviction comes in my life. But also you begin to develop and mature in Christ Jesus. Because you're reading to the scriptures. But then again, he says in verse 8, here it comes now. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Who? Those that love God find grace. Unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. But we love God. And he loves us. Unmerited favor given to us. The key to the Christian life. Unmerited favor given to each one of us individually. Let me read you from the book of Ephesians chapter 2.80. It says, for by grace you have been saved. Past tense. That's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. You're trying to work. You can't do it. God won't accept your works. He gives you grace. We accept grace. And through grace there are true works. Read James. There's true works. But most people think that by doing works, helping this little old lady, giving here, giving there, that I'm going to make it into heaven. I'm sorry, but you're not. You have to be born again of the Holy Spirit. You have to what? Have the grace of God in your life. Because he goes on to say, when you read, in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, 37, he says, But in the days of Jonah, where so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah, before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be coming of the Son of Man be. Same thing. They'll be swept away. Interesting. Swept away. In June 1, 14, he says, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. To do what? To execute judgment on all and to convict all who are ungodly among them and of all their ungodly works, which they have committed in an ungodly manner. And of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against Jesus. Second Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness. But he is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I mean, how many times kids in your home, they grow up. They get influenced by the world, by their friends. When our children leave the home, they have a will. They have to make decisions. You cannot make decisions for them. And that's what God does in our lives. He wants us to make the decision. To love Him, to hate Him. To accept Him, to reject Him. 
In 2 Peter 2.5 he says, And did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of the eight preachers, he says he saved. One of the great preachers. The grace of God. Verse 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Here's his background. Noah was a just man, perfect, mature, in his generations, plural. And check this out, just like Enoch. And Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The key, Noah walked with God. As he walks with God, God's grace was upon him. Walking with God, fellowship, by faith. I've never seen God. I've never heard his voice. But when I read the Bible, I hear his voice because he speaks to me. He convicts me. He comforts me. He comes to that place where he not only assures me of my salvation, but that one day I will be in his presence because of what he did, not what I did, but what he did. He died on the cross for our sins. And by his blood we are washed. The blood of Jesus Christ. Perfect, just, walking with God. And then verse 11, here it comes. And the earth also was corrupt. The word corrupt is like an apple that is totally brown and no good but to be thrown in the trash. The earth also was corrupt before God. He sees it. And the earth was filled with violence. Violence can be just about anything, not just beating up on people. It can be anything that he talks about here. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed, it was corrupt. There it is again, corrupt. And check this out, and for all flesh had corrupted. There it is again, four times. Corrupted their way on the earth. Well, as you consider Noah's unwavering commitment to the Lord, it's our hope that he'll inspire you to a deeper level of devotion in your own faith walk. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message again, we'll be happy to send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for the teaching titled, Noah the Shipbuilder. We'd also like to tell you about this entire series available on an MP3 flash drive. With more insights from the life of Noah, this seven-lesson study will illuminate God's desire to commune with you in true relationship as you honor Him with your trust, hope, and obedience. You'll see that when you separate yourself from the world's wickedness to follow the Lord in righteousness, He'll bless you with His richest abundance both now and for all eternity. Get in touch with us to order The Life of Noah on MP3. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your USB drive of seven lessons for a gift of just $10 or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also invite you to enjoy our many free Somebody Loves You resources. Join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with practical Bible-based guidance for daily living. You'll also want to download our app for convenient access to a variety of study helps and a direct link to our online resource store.
Plus, free podcasts of all of these programs can be downloaded using Spotify or iTunes. Don't forget, your tax-deductible gifts enable us to keep sharing the life-giving truth of God's Word. We appreciate your generous partnership. Be sure to join us next time as we conclude our study of Noah's uncommon life and exceptional faith. We pray you'll be stirred to follow in his footsteps, unafraid to honor God, even when those around you turn their backs on his truth. Now here's Rawl with a final thought from today's lesson. Verse 13, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence except for for Noah. He says, Noah, I prepared a, a boat for you, a little boat for you, which is big. You and your wife, get your kids, get their wives, go into the ark. And once you step into the ark, as I bring the animals, two of two, male, female, I'll bring them into the ark. And then I'm going to shut the door. And when I shut the door, for one year, you're going to be floating around the earth. And then the water subsided, they went down. And then God started a whole new generation. And the whole new generation again got polluted, just like today. This is why Jesus is coming again. He's going to give us a new heaven, a new earth to those that know him, to those that have accepted him. But to those that do not know him in his grace and love and mercy, there's a place called the lake of fire where hell will be cast in there with every wicked person, every demon and the devil. He says, and they're going to be dropped into the lake of fire, which is going to burn forever and ever and ever and ever. They'll never see the light ever again. But for us, the new heavens and the new earth, we will be with Jesus forever and ever and ever. With a whole new life because of Jesus Christ and because you gave your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.